This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. We create and broadcast these episodes live on native lands. We acknowledge these are unceded lands, with diverse communities maintaining connections to these places, and recognize their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. Learn more by visiting the Native American Rights Fund website at narf.org. Yeah. Yeah. You ready, motherfucker? Ready, motherfucker? We gonna kill your ass. Kill your ass. I'm ready. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers, in cooperation with the Dead Gamers Society, present Diary of a Madman, a Hunter the Vigil Chronicle, with David Larkins as the storyteller. Back for chapter eight, the final chapter. And I'm so afraid. <laughs> As a fan of horror movie series, that usually means there's like five more chapters coming. I I almost made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have called it that because now you're gonna think. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh so final chapter of this chronicle, at least. We can say that much. Yes. <clears throat> all right and uh yeah we're just gonna pick up where we left off so that would be um with all of you outside uh the the moon house on mistista's uh house and um stony sadly is no more um but you also heard a scream from within Ari has just uh, rolled up. Uh, no doubt, like the, you know, community uh, gift, you know, with the pizza. Um, walking in and just seeing uh, seeing everything in, in flames, kind of that vibe. And um, then we had uh, Nick and Ned and Annie, I believe, all in the same vicinity of memory serves. Um making your way back towards the house. Um, so, uh, we don't want to deal with throwing over you guys. Right? Um, I think Annie would run up to Ari and say, uh, Ari, Stony's dead. There's a scream inside. Let's go. Yeah, I think we're then bolding straight towards the, yeah. the house. Oh, without a question. There's Action like... Mode that brief moment of like disorientation like what okay yeah we're going uh like, <laughs> no hesitation he's absolutely following his friends wherever they need him but also like i don't know fully what's going on yet let's go <laughs> right and, and just for the sake of asking this adrenaline rush thing does take 
time, right? Like it's not since we're already amped up that we could just like all look at each other and go, yeah, and then run into the house. It could take a couple of minutes. Oh no. I think I I think you should be able to adrenalize yourselves. Yeah, in in the moment as you're running towards the house, you know, being in each other's presence, you know, all four of you together, gangs back together, let's do this, you know. So by all means, let's go for adrenaline rush. See how let's see how crazy you can make yourself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> all right so what so, were the role options for that one? Yes. Yeah, I'm listening right now. That up here. Of course. Of course my PDF crashed. Okay. Stand by. Standing by. Um, it's it's right here at, on it and the Discord at eight one. Great. We have primary presence plus expression, secondary resolve plus an occult, or resolve plus empathy. I should. I should probably not be primary. I I have a four in presence and expression. That's pretty I have good. A, I mean, I have a five for presence and expression. I, I think um, I also have and, a five. Yeah. Okay. And I well, think then, Annie kind of took the lead there, so it might make sense for me to be the one, unless yeah. you want to switch into athlete mode on the way over there, um, Elio. Um. No, I'll do the teamwork thing to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So supportive. Pull out the stakes. Even though it might not be strictly necessary, we'll see. Yeah, you know, the great thing about stakes are is that even if they're even if it's not a vampire, they're still a very sharp, pointy object, and most things don't like those. It's true. Yeah, they tend to be lethal. That yeah. one. So, it's it's yeah. why my favorite bane in the world of darkness is fire, because nothing really likes things set on fire. <laughs> right. It's true. Werewolves. Can't, it's not a bane for werewolves, but it's not like a werewolf was going. Yeah, you know what I want to be on fire things are going great yeah. for me on fire true that all right so um and then the secondaries were also resolved well not also but they were resolved plus empathy yes yeah More i'll, I'll roll that one. one success for me one for you for ari zero for ned zero for ned uh, wait, oh, uh, Ned's still rattled. He just lost his friend. Are we, yeah, you know, uh, Ned, are we, uh, are we doing that special teamwork thing you got where we add additional dice? Oh, or? right. I was doing that. Um, okay, so, so do I we add a plus, plus what? One, I think. It might be okay. plus. No, plus one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my bonus there was for my specialty, which is teammates in empathy. Mm -hmm. So I'm adding the plus one to see if. Oh, there we go. You got one. Oh wait, it, no, it rerolled the whole thing. I only wanted to roll one. Okay. Will that work? Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. It, it, all right. So in my math is right. It's I get five dice altogether. Six because I got an additional success. Okay. And and, and six, six, and then I get a bonus of an additional one from Ned's uh, special ability. Correct. That's right. So three from Seven. us. One from Ned's ability. No wait. No wait. I'm. Just, Three, three, uh, Nico got an ex success, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's Nico got one. two, right? And I got, yeah. I got two as well. Yeah. Okay. So all together, so Plus Nico one. got one, or sorry, Ari has one. Uh, Ned has two. Uh, Nick has two. 
and then I get the bonus from the from the teamwork trait. So it's plus six. Is that right? I don't think I Ned don't think I got I didn't get any. So yeah. yeah. My understanding is you got two from Ari and two from um Oh, two from Ari, two from Nick, one from Ned. That's right. And one from one my, my from no, one from my teamwork thing, not from Ned. Oh, right. Oh, only that. I got oh, okay. Yeah. So just five, I guess. Okay. Only plus five. Only. Only plus five. Okay. So presence expression plus five. And then I'm gonna add a willpower as well. So that's eight. You cannot. I cannot. Okay, then let me roll it again. Risking willpower to do this. That's right. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I got two successes. Perfect. All right. So uh, you do not fall unconscious if your health box is filled with bashing damage. You don't suffer wound mm. penalties. Uh, and you gain the successes on the primary actor's role as a bonus to all resistance traits for the purpose of resisting action or powers that would inflict fear or cause you to question yourselves. Nice. So plus two. Awesome. Right. We are running towards this house. As mentioned last time, it's kind of a Frank Lloyd Wright style, possibly actually a Frank Lloyd Wright uh, sort of, you know, California mansion, you know, um, with uh, some nice deco um, uh, window treatments and, uh, you know, just kind of a, a general um, dark woody sort of color palette. And um, so it's mostly one story. There's sort of a central tower type thing rising up out of the middle. Uh, which you know from three of you know from being inside is much like the Patterson house, kind of like the the main bedroom suite up, upstairs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were running towards the house from the back end. You spotted Ari coming up the walk. So presumably he cut across the lawn to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meet up with you guys. So um, what you see ahead of you is a big, deck that's what uh you know annie uh, and i think uh is also standing out on there's also uh, a a double decker um uh patio balcony uh you know with like a outdoor fireplace and you know outdoor dining area and um so you could enter through either one of those uh or you could go around to the front and going through the front entrance. Oh, there's also a garage you could try and get into. Um, we don't we we don't have like enough echo location to figure out where in the house it came from, right? We just know it came <laughs> from the house, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Annie would be inclined to just make a beeline for the the nearest, the most direct route in. So yeah, which is the back. The I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. we'd have I, to go back around for the, and then who knows about the garage? So I actually will, I would go to the garage because I think it'd be good for us to be coming from more than one direction. Plus, mm-hmm. as the resident okay. tinkerer, I want to make sure there's see if there's anything in the garage I can turn into a weapon. Nice. Does anyone want to go? Good. Um, I was gonna say someone should. If no one else does Ari I think will probably split off because we can't leave someone just completely solo that's that's no yeah. bueno it's against the rules yeah that's true I think that works yeah all right 
So we've got Ari and Nick uh, breaking in through the garage, and we've got uh, Manny and Ned heading up. Now, did you did you say the back um, uh, patio or the back deck? What um, do you think, I think I think the deck actually. Um, one because we've both been there and we're more familiar with it, and um, I think. That's where, actually, no, that's not where the bulk of the party was. But I feel like we get a good, a better view from right there than we do on, on the patio, based on what I've heard anyway. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Ready? Next. Okay. Uh oh. So, yes, please pay no attention to my mysterious dice rolls. Real, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're heading up the deck. So, um, so Nick and Ari arrive at the uh, garage door. Of course, it's an electric, you know, automatic garage door, uh, but it does have a manual override switch uh, built into the side there. So we want to do your best R2-D2 impersonation, you know. I absolutely do. <laughs> All right. So uh, do you have like uh, appropriate tools for that on your person? Uh, I'm sorry, I maybe I misunderstood. I thought there was just a button. Is there like a uh, code of some kind that I'm supposed to be entering or is there like, if I misunderstood that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 like, um, you know, there would be like a key to okay. turn the lock, unlock it. So it's basically a lock picking skill. Uh, I get you, I get you, I get you. Um, I mean, we have established, I think at some point we did get set up lock picks for it because we established I could pick locks. Am I remembering? Sounds awfully familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I definitely remember rolling a lock picking roll at some point. Yes, um, I do remember that as well. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to go with sure. I don't yes. know where without them. <laughs> I mean, it fits. This is Nick we're talking about. So, it's uh, very on brand for him. Get a, definitely. Let's get a Dex plus Larson. Zero successes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I got this. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Two okay. amps, Jeff. Two amps, absolutely. Hey, fingers a little jittery. All right. So um in the meanwhile, uh Annie and Ned, uh, you vault up the the broad uh steps to the deck and um nobody's out on the deck anymore. You know, when you left, there were a few, few people standing around. Nobody's there anymore. The uh, French doors to the sort of main living area, living room area are wide open. You also note there is no longer any music. Turned off yeah, the music, yeah, I'm, wow. I'll, what's that? They turned off the music. That's how you know this is serious. Oh my God. That's right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. There was the record screech, screech before, and then you know everything went silent. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to hurry in, but at this point, the whole, you know, the de the dead silence and so on, you know, I have, I mean, listen, I'm an experienced hunter at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, and I know you don't just rush in, you know. Um, Lest, um, you know, you might get surprised. So he's walking in very quickly, but he's no longer like barreling through. Mm -hmm. you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's, he, he glances up a room before he runs in, you know? 
Okay, let's get a resolve plus composure roll, please. And I get a bonus to that if that's fear, right? Does Annie wrong. need to roll as well if she's going with him? Sure. Okay. Okay. Resolve, composure. I believe that would be plus two, right? Correct. Noise. All right. So uh, both of you um, entering the room um can immediately detect that you know like like something's seriously wrong i mean it, it's it's dead silent both of you smell blood in the uh in the air and uh ned you there's a there's you know some furniture here there's a couple armchairs big couch and uh and you can see like one um you know one raised leg and foot sort of draped over like in a weird angle over the side of the couch, um, white tights and Mary Jane shoe, um, somewhat petite. How did she get in here so quickly? Annie says. I mean, Stony was just killed, or are there more of them? I it might maybe it's more than one. And at the invoking of Stony again, he. That caution that he just displayed, he completely throws it away now to go mm. running looking for because he felt like he delayed too long. His caution kind of, you know, mm. it was just precious seconds, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and he was about to do the same thing again here. So he is just. And Annie looking. is not going to let him out of her sight. So Annie is going to, if he suddenly takes off again, Annie is going to be, you know, rushing right after him. Okay. Where is Ned rushing to? Um, where he thinks people would hide. Um, okay. Or be like, so maybe he's looking for locked doors, you know, anything like that. Um, mm. uh, whether that's a bedroom or a closet or something like that. Okay, cool. He's searching for signs of life is the main thing he's looking for. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the living room's you know fairly like open plan. There's just some some very wide, you know, arched pass throughs. Uh, one to your left, going into the dining area, the formal dining room. The other across from you, kind of leading into the entry hall. From there, you can remember that uh, there's stairs leading up to the main suite above, and uh, there's going to be the kitchen, and then off. To the other direction, there's going to be like uh, some bedrooms, probably Anastista's room. So if you're looking for hiding places, that's probably your best bet. That's where he's starting then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get another roll for Nick to see if he can get through, get this uh, door open. Um, Just let me look. I'm trying to look at my stats and see if it makes more sense to try and just smash the lock and it doesn't so i'm gonna roll again okay one success great so um you know for for a couple seconds it seems like it's not going to go and then suddenly there's a click and the holder starts going up um there is a car in garage um so the way that the garage is set up it's actually a three-car garage but it's sort of like partitioned so that the 
part you're going into is just the one car garage area and then there's like a pass through into the rest of the you know the other part of the garage two car garage part it's very odd um but anyway yeah there's um um what looks to be what you would guess to be Anastista's car because it's uh, kind of an older model Volvo you know it's um it's got some uh some bumper stickers on it like a you know a peace symbol and uh you know a um imagine world peas bumper sticker so um but uh yeah this is just strictly strictly the parking area so if you're looking for for tools and whatnot you'll have to push on through uh to the other part of the garage i'm pushing through okay (laughs) Um, i suddenly have push on through to the other side in my head (laughs) so an automatic light did come on when the door opened so you've got some illumination in here um entering this part of the garage you can see there are no vehicles because Anastista's uh, parents are out of town uh but there is indeed a workbench with uh you know some very high-end tools uh craftsmen you know uh newer model stuff you know all of it suspiciously not very well used or dirty it's almost like a performative workbench gotcha uh, well, as long as it works, that's perfectly good for me. Sure. Um, I'm I'm looking for tools to put together a, a makeshift flamethrower, like just a sort of fuel source um, lighter in my pocket. Just I assume that like that that's what I'm looking for to do here. All right, it's kind of a an ad hoc flamethrower, basically. Yeah, no, not no time to be pretty. <laughs> there was ever right. time for the jury rig rules. This was it. <laughs> no kidding um okay so uh probably just yeah resolveless composure to see what you turn up uh more successes the, the more you'll find uh you said resolveless composure yep. mm-hmm. yeah. nothing well you know what i'm i'm will powering this one yeah sure one success okay so um yeah you find uh you find a bottle of uh of like uh what do we want to call it? Spray adhesive uh, that you know has a flammable tag on it. So you know, shake it up, spray it, put the lighter in front of it. Should work. It might even create sort of an ad hoc napalm effect. You know, so it's uh, sticky. So, um, uh, you can always try. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna basically just grab the duct tape and anything else on the tool bench and just basically tie it together so that. It can kind of maybe build a rudimentary trigger. I can use it one-handed. Great. All right. Um, so let us uh, see how well you do with that. That would be the jury rig. Okay. So, all right. So do you have a craft skill you could apply to this? Uh, yes, I have a dot and crafts. Okay. And, um, hmm, could go with, uh, dexterity or even composure since you're kind of trying to do it quickly, but well, you know, uh, I'll go with dexterity. Okay. Um, does Ari have any dots and crafts? Could he help me out? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do no, I-, I thought about it for a second. The best I could do is, is 
theoretically be like, well, I mean, according to books I've read, this should go here because I've got academics, but I've, I've got no crafts. I've got no actual practical knowledge of that. Gotcha. The second uh, it looks like you're done with a relatively big tool, though, I am going to grab that and slip that kind of on my belt or something. Just kind of be like, and now I have a wrench that I can hit people with, and that's better than nothing. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely grabbing a nice, heavy, blunt object. <laughs> Great. Can't go wrong with a nice, blunt object. Um, all right, so uh, do I get any bonus for the uh, quality of the tool bench? Yeah, I'll give you plus one for that. And then I'm willpowering this one too because I do not want to screw around. No. Um, Failure on a jury rigging an explosive. <laughs> like a bad idea. One success. <laughs> All right. Uh, very good. So you have got a little makeshift uh, flamethrower. Excellent. I have my improvised flamethrower back. Yes. All right. Meanwhile, um, uh, Ned and Annie, you are making your way into the uh, bedroom area. Um, so unlike the rest of the house, this uh, this room, its uh, lights are off, you know, and uh, so it's suitably creepy. And um, but it does indeed look like Amistista's uh room just based on the decor alone. Um there's a uh, you know some windows supporting views out onto the ground so it's giving some ambient light coming in uh from the uh light um but otherwise um an area peep sign of any movement I'm going to I'm gonna say Anyone in here? Response. I'm um, instinctively going to glance out the window as though something might be. <laughs> um, and then glance in the closet under the bed and then, you know, the usual suspects and then keep moving, I think. All right. It's going to start moving. All right. So are we turning on any lights or are we keeping the lights yes, off? Yes. Sorry. I should, I should turn the lights off. Yes. Uh, it's um now listen i know yeah i'm still gonna do it i am gonna turn the lights on yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i don't see any reason i wouldn't i don't know certainly not yeah i can't think of any reason so uh on go the lights and there's uh no in here the Bed sheets are made up. Um, yeah, otherwise looks pretty, pretty normal. Um, the only door you see is um, is closed. Doesn't look like a closet door. Could be a bathroom door. I'm gonna try the the door. Try the knob or handle. Oh, and I should mention there is also a door giving access uh, to the deck, um, the other side of the room, but that is closed. Okay, right. Goddamn entry points does this house have? I know. <laughs> Are you looking at like a blueprint? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It's not a secure house. <laughs> I, I think that Annie's instinct would be that while he's checking the bathroom door, she's going to move over to the deck door and, and you know, if there's like a little window or something, she'll like kind of pull the curtain back or, you know, look out on the deck and make sure there's no one out there. Now there wasn't before, but maybe there is now. <laughs> True. So, um, so yeah, looking out, uh, it does, does look fairly, uh, fairly deserted out there. All right. Um, so Ned, you move over to that door, open it up and yes, yep. indeed you can see your looking into a rather large uh, bathroom. Um, there's a big uh, like hot tub, like jacuzzi style tub uh, to your right. And then a large walk-in shower immediately next to it. To your left is a two sink uh, countertop, you know, it's got, you know, various, uh, you know, personal effects, uh, you know, scattered about. Um, and then there's uh, a door directly opposite you that is ajar, and you can just just see the the edge of the toilet. So it's just kind of like separate toilet area. Mm-hmm. And then beyond the uh, sinks, there's another door, and that one shuts. I'm gonna lean out and say to to Annie. Um, there's another door, and then I'm gonna go to it. How many doors does this house have? Well, I don't, no idea. And, and then Annie will go over, go over and join him. We are this Feels like we're back in the maze. We are this yeah. house was full on Scooby Doo chase sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> True that. All right. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, in the garage, we've got some blunt. Uh, weapons equipped. We've got our homemade flame guard, and we've got a door at the top of a little step up. Looks obviously like the door into the main house. How would you like to proceed? I would like to head up there. Um, you know, I kind of nod for Ari to take uh, the other side of the door, and then I'm going to kick the door in and hold my flame door in front of me. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> All I, right. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, Nick watches a lot of movies. Yes. And thinks that he's being cool and smart. And I'm guessing Nick's never actually tried to kick a door in before. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> well, let's get a strength plus athletics roll then and see how well he does. Not my worst roll, thank God. Yeah, you're on I, the soccer team. I'm on the soccer kick? team. I got a pretty good kick. That's right. That's a muscle thing. Uh, does my goaltending specialty apply because it's specifically for soccer? Sure. <laughs> Let's throw that in. Um, and people think I'm just a nerdy kid. Aha! Ah. But your parents always said you had to be the Apollonian ideal, intelligence plus physical. They Aww. almost certainly use that actual term, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> two, two successes. Great. So maybe slightly to your surprise, it works. It's just like in the movies, the door flies open um, and you are uh, looking into a darkened room. Um, however, there's some ambient light coming from uh, rooms beyond. But uh, yeah, clearly you are 
um, you're in sort of like a uh, back pantry. There's like a lot of canned goods and, um, you know, on shelves and, and uh, a little uh, meat freezer set up, you know, um, some some home pickled vegetables. Well, we established last session, actually, that uh, I didn't run off to the woods. I ran back to my car for a flashlight. And nice. so I have that flashlight with me. And thus, I uh, because it's the 90s, and I'm almost certainly wearing cargo pants, um, which useful if embarrassing looking. Um, yes. um, and so I, I pull my flashlight out, and again, thinking I'm in a movie, which I am not, I put my <laughs> flashlight on, and I'm doing like this move because I think it looks, I think this is right. It makes me look cool. Right. <laughs> You're doing the silence of the lambs. Uh, that is, that's 100% where I got it from. I want to be very clear on this. <laughs> I do not want any of the listeners here to think that, that Nick knows what he's doing. He does not. He is just pulling from horror movies he has watched. All right. Well, good. So you start playing that around. Let me just uh, make a roll here. So click that. That. All right. Great. Okay. So um, you're moving into the room. Ari's right behind you. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Ned. Are going to that door. I'll need a ball plus composure roll for you. Uh, yes, indeed. Don't like the roll I just saw, but I'm just gonna ignore it. And I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'll composure plus two. I'm just cross on this one. Okay. So, um, you're probably on the other side of, of a closet because you hear the distinctive sound of some uh, clothes hangers being jostled. Someone in there? I'm stake in hand. Gonna swing open the door and jump back. <laughs> All right, so you push the door open and there's a, uh, a scream immediately upon doing that. Jump back and... Uh, and you are looking uh, into the faces of some of your fellow uh, classmates. Uh, you know, Archie Phillips is standing there and he's sort of uh, shielding uh, Anastista and um, and Sarah Guzman. Um, and they look they look quite uh, quite scared. And, and, and Archie goes, oh, Jesus, Ned. Oh, we, we thought maybe she was coming back. Who? And then, Who's uh, coming back? Sarah Sarah goes, they got Lauren. She got Lauren. Who was coming back? Uh, and uh, and uh, Anastasia goes, I, I don't know. This crazy woman, like, she dressed up like some kind of vampire or something. Uh, Annie, you were back in the bedroom, right? Yes. Okay. So you're hearing some, you're hearing some shouting, some voices. Uh, what do you want to do about that? Uh, coming from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll move to the doorway with the bathroom. Um, do it uh, probably pretty quickly. 
Um, when I do, do I catch um, the last statement about, you know, oh, she was dressed up like a vampire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll quickly describe uh, um, Jody. Um, you know, does she have, you know, bright red hair? Um, it was bright red hair, but right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does she have bright red hair? And is she the woman from the from the uh, the uh, assembly Rear festival? Yeah. Um, so Archie goes, I, maybe I, I don't know. She her hair was black. She was like wearing a, a black dress. Like she looked like a fucking vampire. And then she actually bit Lauren on the throat, and you know Sarah starts sobbing at this point. I'll look to look back to Annie and go, Mistress Black. And Mistress Black had black hair when we saw her in the morgue. Mm-hmm. Well, not in the morgue, no, but on the uh, on the TV show, she did. Was it a week? It was a week. Was the mm-hmm. yeah? I, was yeah that's what Annie says. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I think it's Jody with a wig. She's living out her fantasy. We need to stop her now. I'll nod and say. You guys stay here where it's safe. And I'm gonna turn back. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, where'd you see her last? Where was she last? In the living room. She just like came in. She came in from like back towards the badminton court. She just came running in. Uh, it was crazy. All right. You all stay in here. And then once the door is closed and Ned and I are walking out, Annie will say to Nick, Ned, I think that we need to lure her out. Yeah. So there are two ways we could do this. One, we pretend like we don't really know. We could be innocent and walk out. I could all be the beat. Or two, we we reveal our cards and we call out her name. Hey, Jody, Jody, where are you, Jody? And get her to come out and face us. What do you think? I like option two. Awesome. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's let's go find Nick and Ari first, so yep. that we so we all can back each other up. Okay. Um. So, uh, Nick and Ari, you guys are pretty much on the opposite side of the house. Um, but there was a fair amount of shouting there. So, if you would like, you can make resolve those exposure rolls. Uh, maybe you overheard something. Okay. No successes. All right, so Ari, you do hear some some distant shouting. Very brief. I think, I think quietly, I'm going to try to get Nick's attention and gesture towards where the voices were. Like, do they do? Would I know enough about what my friends generally sound like that, like, it's like, oh, okay, this sounds like someone I might know versus someone who is a mistress black impersonator <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say with one success you can't pinpoint exactly who it might be but it definitely sounds more like you know one of your friends or colleagues cohort. yeah it sounds like a younger voice and not like like a full-fledged adult so i'll probably then yeah i'll probably like kind of get nick's attention like hey i i think i hear some of our friends like this way we, we should we should try to meet up with people. I just nod. Let's go. And then I'll uh, take some form of 
point, like not super far ahead because obviously I don't want to split. And also because I know that Nick has a flamethrower and that didn't work out well last time. But just like enough that I can just kind of help navigate towards where I heard the voices. Sure. I, uh, Um, I'm actually going to kind of angle myself so I can look behind us. Mm. So we cannot. So it makes it harder for us to be stuck up upon. Okay, good. All right. So um, let's see. Um, as you are moving forward, um, so there's there's really just one way out of this sort of pantry area. It's just a little pass through. You can see um, up ahead what appears to be the uh, sink portion of like the guest bath. Um, and then there's a door to your right. And then there's a hallway leading further into the house to your left. From behind the door comes like kind of a <laughs> sound, like a kind of knocking around or thrashing around kind of sound. And then the sound of a door closing beyond that door. Oh. Do we want to check out that noise? The, I imagine that regardless, we're going to have to go deeper into the house to get to where we heard the voices anyway, but like... Strength and numbers. Let's find our friends. Yeah. Make a note. Come back when we got them. So I think I'm going to keep leading towards where I might have heard people, assuming that's not the same direction as the, the noises we just heard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're moving away from the door, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as you're, uh, so Ari passes, you know, through to the hallway because that's the direction you heard the voices. Um, Nick, as you are following Ari and kind of scanning around, you can see uh, from under that door where you hear the noise, a pool of blood is rapidly spreading. Oh, nope. I am nosy and curious. I can't not. I I elbow Ari, angle the flashlight down, and move to kick in the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see here. So it it is indeed you know hinged in the correct manner. Um, so go ahead and give me the same uh, roll, but I need. Three successes this time. I'm going to willpower this because I'm about to argue that I should get a willpower back for my, because I'm indulging my vice here pretty strong. Yeah, no, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One more success. Two success. Just the two. All right. So you you kick the door. It does, you know, like kind of, uh, it is with sufficient force to like kind of otherwise kick it open. But then it immediately hits some impediment on the other side and like bounces back, and shuts itself. And that's how we give Lauren a concussion. <laughs> we don't know about Lauren. No, that was that was full above table, like Yeah, right. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. What else you Um I'm just gonna try to open the door the old fashioned way then. <laughs> so you, you have to give it a, a good push um and you can see that you are uh you get it open about halfway 
as you can see that you're you're basically pushing somebody along the floor. Uh, their hand is sort of dragging uh, through this blood pool of blood. Um, beyond, you can see a, a washer dryer set, you know, um, so it's water. But um, but yeah, craning your neck around, looking down, you see it is uh, shock kid Lewis Harper. Is he alive? You would not care to bet I on that. Uh, yeah, his, there's there's just an awful lot of blood all around his neck. His shirt is soaked. His eyes are staring and glassy. It's Lewis. He's dead. We should keep right. looking for our friends. Indeed. So speaking of, um, you two are going to call Jody out. Is that it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think um, we we wanted to find our friends. Uh, so I think we yeah, we're we going to go Nick. look for them. Yeah. But I then, but then um, Annie will say to him, "Well, if we start talking loudly, they're going to hear us, right? If they're still around, right?" Uh, fuck, you're right. You're right. I'm okay. gonna so find then, like because it's you said it was really open, right? And we're on this second floor. You're on the first floor. We're on the first floor. Okay. I think Annie's just going to go for it. Um, I think Annie's been kind of wanting to do something big and bold at this point. So as soon as Ned gives her the okay, Annie makes uh, heads directly brisk walk, not running toward the, the living room and starts mm. calling out, Jody, you psychopath, where are you? All right. Um, so at this time, like right, right as Annie's doing that, uh, Nick and Ari, you're coming up the hall from the sort of guest bath area that leads into the kitchen but there's the entry hall basically connects the points that both of your groups were at just on either side you know like so Annie's coming in from the east side of the house you two are coming up on the west side of the house and so you you, you hear Annie shouting look over there she is you know uh, 60 feet on the other side of the entry hall um it's so uh, and she's in a black wig and she's playing out her mistress black fantasies and we're gonna take her down and with that jody's or uh not jody <laughs> not jody <laughs> annie <laughs> waves oh, at them and this, a huge like this way <laughs> yeah okay. quite a reveal surprise uh, <laughs> so you're heading into the living room you said uh, yeah yeah li living room or kitchen but you know whatever kind of main room because they'd seen her in the living room so yeah we're heading to the living room so uh and Ned, you're coming coming after? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, of course. Okay. So um so yeah, so so all of you uh head into the living room. Here now you you get a from this angle you get a better view of the couch, uh couch and the coffee table, and you can see that yeah, lying between them is, is Lauren's inert form. That was her foot and you saw kind of three yeah. up on the arm of the couch. And uh she is every bit as bloody and uh dead so annie has um the informed jody condition still um from when we scoped her out nice. um can i use that to try to see if i can lure her out with with by provoking her with some good like insults or or lines yeah i'd say that uh because you're informed about jody um 
and knowing what you know about her her current getup, she might not be responding to that name anymore. Okay, could I? Uh, so that I will call out to Mistress Black um, instead, okay. but still using my knowledge of Jody to see if I can get her out. Yeah, yeah. All right. So more or less what you, what you said. Presence plus expression. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to spend a willpower on this as well. Can I and... assist? Is that possible? I don't know. I mean, do you have I presence and expression. I do. I have three presence and two expression. Yeah. I have okay. three presence and one expression. I could probably yeah. talk, and I'm an, I'm really annoying. Yeah. I mean, if you all just want to start hurling insults or something, <laughs> it's a typically the real vampires we face were much scarier. Stuff like that, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Good one. Also, I will also point out probably accurate. I think the main reason we're alive is that the vampire was nice and decided to let us live. He had his reasons. (laughs) Two for Ned. One for me. Great. And one from Ari. So it'd be four total. Okay, so plus four. Um, I'm not going to willpower this one um, since we're kind of team working it. Um, um, And I've got the condition. So uh, zero successes. So I'll burn the condition uh, to get a single success. Okay, good enough. So you 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 all like raise this like cacophony of, of insults and and uh, you know taunts and uh, and it, it just goes quiet there for very long few seconds and then you know so so the the pass through from the living room into the main hall is like maybe about ten feet across with a big sort of arch you know and then like uh, like little decorative finials. So it's, it's quite theatrical. And so stepping out into the archway, Gary, you know, purposefully like walking with, uh, you know, just like as if she's coming out on stage is Jody Barnett, AKA Mistress Black. She is indeed dressed in a um, form-fitting long, uh, you know, black dress with a plunging neckline. Um, and, uh, you know, she's, she's letting her, uh, push up undergarments, do a lot of work for her there, you know, to, uh, try and and rival the real Mistress Black's, uh, ample bosom. Um, but, um, that itself is just covered in glistening gore. you know, it's running down her, uh, her chin, down her throat, down her chest. She's wearing, uh, yeah, this long black wig. She's heavily made up pale, you know, uh, face powder and uh, heavy black eyeliner, mascara, all flashes, the whole nine yards. And her hands are also covered in blood. And and she just kind of steps out and she puts her hands up and she says, in the flesh, darlings. I don't know. It looks like a cheap Jody imitation to me. You almost pull uh, off the wig. Yeah, are you just going for it? All right. Um, let me give her a roll here to see how she feels about this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Give her a plus composure roll. All right, two successes. So, yeah, so she just... <laughs> oh, you kids. I've heard worse from my dog. Yes, I have a talking dog, too. 
I am 100% crazy. <laughs> good time. Let's just set her on fire. Uh, <laughs> does, does she have? Does she have? <laughs> What's what? In, when she's when she's speaking, do we see like vampire fangs, like prosthetic um, or real or anything? She does appear to have fangs. Yes. How'd she get the teeth, Jody? These standard issue. Haven't you ever watched so any of my movies? So you, you really turned yourself into a vampire, is that what you're saying? I've always been a vampire. You were born one? I, I'm the only vampire. Okay, guys, you, she really is crazy. <laughs> you think you're the only vampire? You think we haven't met others? I don't think I know. If you've met anyone else, those are just losers and cheap get-ups. I reiterate my previous statement about the pointlessness of this. I mean, Nick can uh, light her up anytime he wants. <laughs> uh, I would like to do propose we do the controlled immolation tactic. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. because it's my aspiration, goddammit. <laughs> Alright. Let's see. So I was looking at that earlier because I said to myself I said they're going to want to use the controlled innovation tactic yes alright yes, <laughs> right. so obviously uh, Nick is the primary and that would be uh, stamina, stamina plus, plus firearms or athletics or athletics and, uh, yeah or athletics oh interesting okay uh, I'm guessing you're going with athletics uh, it is a better rule for me yes yeah okay versus okay um, so secondary, uh, wits plus, um, it says wits plus uh, weaponry or brawl to contain the monster, um, or wits plus survival or science to contain the blaze. We need one person at least to do both. I will do. Okay. Oh, um, I was just going to say, I can easily do the brawl option. Um, but you know that might be the one we can all do. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, yeah. What are the yeah, options? That's, that's what Annie would be best to do. Would be the wits brawl, mm-hmm. and, and I think two of us doing that makes sense. Try to kind of contain her. Yeah. Um, I don't have a dot in any of the above skills. They were the what was it? Science, survival. Yeah, I have no brawl, no science, no survival, or and no. Um, what was the other option for weaponry? Weaponry or brawl. Yeah, I have none. Yeah, none of them. I have no dots in any okay. of those skills. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Well, the, the only one always he uh, has is which brawl. Is one. Yeah, um, yeah. If you have none, then maybe Ari is best on the control blaze part. Um, yeah, because I, I don't have science or survival. survival. That's a minus yeah. one. You know, one skill. Yeah, that feels kind of like an Ari thing. Um, yeah. Uh, does do you have three in wits, Ari? I have two in wits. Does it require three in wits? I uh, know. I just no. Just oh, you just you just it would just give us multiple. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It would put me at one dice, but not a chance die. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I alternatively, Annie does have three in wits, so she could do two dice if we think it's more important to kind of balance it out, but. We don't um, have to succeed, get a success, right, David? No, we just have, have to one roll person it, right? assigned to it. 
You just have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I think okay. probably best to just not not hamper ourselves with two negatives, with two ne- negative skill. Yeah. Uh, penalties. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So just to be clear, Ari's going to roll wits plus survival, basically. And then you and I, all of you, are we're doing wits plus brawl. Brawl, I assume, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the record, the failure causes everything to be set on fire. So I I would not object to uh, willpower bonuses. <laughs> yeah, I'll spend a willpower. Oh, yeah. Hey, good job, Mark. You gain her. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Ari managed one, on one, one success on the one die. There. Yeah. Oh, hey, did we that. get your teamwork bonus here? All uh, right, the no, teamwork unfortunately. bonus. Oh, no, it's only once per scene. It's right? only once per once scene. Per scene. scene. Yeah. Same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he got two. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Nettie. <laughs> Six successes. Good lord. Okay. Excellent. So that's a plus uh, plus nine. Nine. Okay. So I'm going to do what I never do, and I'm going to use the uh, the online dice roller because I don't think I have that many dice quite. As <laughs> um, or other. Don't curse I, I it. Take, don't curse it. One. I know, right? I know how this works. All right. So that is going to be one, two, three, four plus nine. So that's thirteen dice. Uh, what? I apologize. I've never actually used this. How do I do that in this uh, engine? Um, so you the, can just type slash r space thirteen d ten. That can work. Um, okay. Or there's a pull up menu. Okay, let's look at what we got here. We got two. one, two. We got two, two, but one of them. But one is again. We rolled the yeah. ten. So one more. We roll that and one more. Keep it going. Three successes. I find it appropriate that we exploded twice with fire involved. <laughs> now this is a resisted. This is a resisted uh, roll, so she is going to get stamina plus athletics plus her potency. Uh oh. All right. So we have got stamina. There you are. Unskilled. Oh, Jody. What you get for spending all your time in the lab. All right. Uh, all right. And then she gets. Yes. All right. Wow. Nice. So your three successes beat her, too. Excellent. Nick just steps forward. <laughs> so, all what right. does this look like? We hold her in place and then we. So uh, I think you're just kind of you're you're fanning out to kind of keep her from both. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, and and, like, yeah, and then she, Nick suddenly pulls out his flamethrower yeah. when she's not looking at him. Yeah, like the way I see is like in the movie version, like she turns once, and the way she turns again, and then at the final turn, she just turns straighter or back around, and I'm just standing there holding the flamethrower and click. Yeah. Um. Uh, so the success target is set on fire at the bonfire level with torch level intensity and suffers the blinded tilt. The flames don't spread beyond the target and the target cannot put them out no matter what it does. 
The hunters my may eyes, My eyes. Yeah. Uh, the targeters may continue to make the contested teamwork roll each turn to keep the tactic going. As soon as the primary actor fails a roll or anyone decides to stop, the tactic ends and the fire goes out immediately. Um, right. so, so, so when we, so she's on fire for as long as we keep the tactic going. Yes. Um, okay. she, and she takes three lethal damage every turn. Mm-hmm. And it's got them. All right. Um, all right. Very good. So, uh, why don't we, we didn't really establish initiative. So let's go ahead and do that now. Yep. Team for me. Is it 10? Nick is a 6. Okay, thank you. And then Annie is a 6 as well. Sorry, I rolled twice accidentally. My first roll was a 10. Oh, thank you. And then Ned is a 12. Okay, so uh, Jody goes first, but she is blinded and on fire. Um, so let me just pull up the blinded. Okay, minus three penalty rolls that rely on vision, including attack rolls, halves defense. If one eye is blinded or minus five and lose all defense of both eyes. Okay. All right, so of course, naturally she's screaming. Her uh, cheap polyester wig is very quickly um, uh, going up in flames and melting onto her skin. Um, and, uh, and yeah, she is she is in flames. So I think you know she can't really see anything. So um, she's just going to kind of strike out randomly. And since we had uh, Ned and Annie doing the containment, you would be the closest. So I'll just uh, roll a die, and on one to five, it'll be Ned. Six to ten, it'll be Annie. Oh, Annie. All right. So she lunges at you. Um, so let's see. We've got, uh, we've got, um, minus five on here. All right. Yeah. And my defense um, is two. Okay. Bend a willpower for her there. Okay. So that would be a net of minus two. And then defense is two, so we're back to minus four. Yeah, okay. Minus four. Oof. All right, still two successes. Oof. All right. Ouch. Yeah. And that was like a lethal claw? So she is is actually uh, coming at you to grapple you. So... Uh, yeah, mm. technically that would be a grapple attempt. So she's on fire and she's grappling you, which um, is not pleasant to say the least. Yeah. So does that mean I, I take uh, fire damage? Uh, I think actually maybe not because controlled immolation is specifically about it not spreading. Yeah, it's very clear. It says that the fire is oh. just contained to the to the target. Now, I would say that, it, you know, obviously, if you tried to use the tactic to keep it going, that might be a yes. little problematic, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah. All right. So, um, but yeah, so she, she's basically, yeah, jumped onto to Annie here and, uh, 
has grabbed her. So um, let's see who's up next. Ned, what would you like to do? I mean, well, yeah. What? Continuing the tactic is ill-advised at this point with any grapple. I um, so I am going to attack her to try and free Annie. Um, the bl- she's still technically blinded though, right? Until the point is blinded has- until next turn. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, which has her defense, right? Uh, no, she has zero actually, defense. Actually. Yeah. Oh, great, 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 great. I am gonna even better. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you did have a stake, correct? I did. Unfortunately, oh, I, I wanted to buy it out of weaponry for my stake. I didn't do this, but I do have two XP. Okay, is this wrong time? It's fine if it is. Instant, instant level up. Or should I just try and grapple her right now to get any free? Because it's mm. it's such a good time to stake her, but. She isn't even really technically a vampire, I think. Well, I don't know. Um, stake is minus five? Is staking someone? Normally, yes. But I'm just going to tell just you. Just attacking for, is fine, right? Well, I'm just going to say, for, for reasons I will not yet reveal, it's only a minus one against Jody. Oh. Well, then, yeah, I got to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> I'm going to willpower... And in fact, I am also going to do an all-out attack. Nice. Yeah, why not? Um, minus one. So, calling on you. Dice gods. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Job. And um, let's see. So, uh, I say minus one. So, that would be two damage. Lethal, obviously. So, and I believe, or wait, sorry, three damage. Can't read. Um, trying to remember if three was the cutoff for staking the heart or not. I don't remember either. Um, I want to say yes. That sounds so familiar. Uh, wait, they sure like mm. to use the word stake. I was going to say, I don't think, it seems like one where a search function ain't going to help you. Yeah, no, really didn't. Uh, let's see here. Find the weapons table. So the heart, a strike on the heart here in the combat section is minus three. If damage equals or exceeds five, the attack pierces the heart. Five. Okay. So right. Mm. So right. So it's normally minus three. Minus With three. Minus, is minus one. Right. So um, oh, that's why I said two damage. Um. So okay, and then so we that's not fair. The heart, technically. Thank you. All right. Well, you do sink your stake into her back, and um, and she, you know, I'm going to say that's sufficient for her to like let go of Andy. Right? She's like, ah, right. Uh, now she's got a stake sticking over her back. Um, okay. So next, we've got Annie and Ari acting at the same time. Would you like to go first, Annie? Um, sure. I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to do a brawl attack and I'm going to try to kick her in the leg to give her the leg rack tilt. Nice. 
Actually, um, is there, hold on. I just want to check to see what I would need to do to inflict the, um, the knocks down tilt instead. Okay. I feel like if we can get her I off think you gotta legs, beat stamina or something. Knocks down. I'm causing the tilt a melee weapon with a damage modifier plus two or greater or a firearm. Alternate, alternately, a melee weapon or unarmed attack can knock an opponent down with a targeted attack against the legs. Um, okay, so what I'd like to do is do a targeted attack against... Um, the attacker declares that he wants to knock the opponent down. I'm declaring that. And how's the total damage done? So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to do an attack on the legs. I'm trying to knock down, not do leg, leg rack. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be half damage, but... I want to knock her down. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to do strength plus brawl. I'm going to burn a willpower. And um, that is going to be three success. Nice. Nice. Right. Oh, wait, hold on. I apologize. I didn't take out the minus two. Don't get excited yet. One success. One success. I'm just so knocked excited. down. All right. Yay. <laughs> No All right, but she's knocked down. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right, down she goes. Um, Ari, you have a large crescent wrench in your hands. What would you like to do? Some part of me wants to be like, ooh, trying to do the leg rack tilt now that she's knocked down, especially, would be very interesting because I have one strength and no weaponry. Ooh. That seems like a bad call. Uh, <laughs> but you could do an all out attack and spend a willpower. And she has no defense this turn because she's blinded. Yeah, she zero defense. True. Time to do it. Yep. Walla and Willbar. I mean, that's and and nice. knocks down. What's two? Um, I think from prone. From knockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's minus two. She's attacking from prone. Oh, or is it layer? My bad. I think she's for um, her. She's attacking from prone. I see. Yeah. If you're prone, you get a bonus to firearms, but a firearms, uh, penalty yeah. to getting kicked. Yes, yeah, I'm going to try that. Uh, what is the bonus uh, from all-out attack again? Oh, actually, no, I'm double-checking here. Plus, it is plus two to hit within close combat distance. Uh, target is That's what I thought, because I've okay. played a lot of werewolf, and it's been used to great effects against my NPCs. Nice. <laughs> against your before NPCs. I bet. Um, yeah, so so in all out attack is plus two, but you give up your defense. So you could you could rack up a plus four there, spend willpower, plus seven. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty legit. Do it. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not. I am not going to try to leg pin because that would take away two, and I want to see if I can just deal straight up damage. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, <laughs> you did damage, you know, it's lethal damage, yeah. you know, well, in theory. Like, yeah, right. I'm not oh. mad about getting a success. It is just <laughs> very funny to build up. Okay, if I do all these things, I can get a plus seven modifier and yeah. one success. Hey, listen, it feels good. Okay, you lift up that wrench, <laughs> you know, and you bring it down with as much, you know, anger That's as you right. can, you know. Yeah. And uh, so we'll use the tire iron stats, so uh, or crowbar and stats. So uh, that's a, a two damage. So yeah, she'll take three lethal. Nice. All right. So so yeah. So she's like trying to get up, and you just like bam, you know, bring it down on her, and it kind of 
you know, clips her skull and, and hits her uh, clavicle. She goes back down. Uh, so, you know, yeah, she's covered in like the smoking remnants of, of her wig and dress. And, uh, and now she has like a gushing head wound as well. And then the, um, the fried blood that was already on her, you know, it's like uh, cooked onto her skin. So uh, not looking great, but still, still kicking. So that brings Nick into the fray. What does that I would like to do something. Um, I, I want, if I may, I would like to actually use the the um, uh, flamethrower to instead of attack her, to do a form of covering fire and shoot it right above her, so that if she tries to get up, she'll just get up straight into the fire. So either she takes the damage from the flamethrower, or she has to stay down. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, I'm using the covering fire rules from uh, on page 140 of the Hunter Four book. Okay. All right. Do we need to roll anything now, or just? Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be Dex plus firearms. Um, the idea, be, but that's that's if like you know, laying actual laying down covering fire, like with a <laughs> assault rifle from a distance. I don't know. If it's same given that like I'm, st- I'm just pointing it like right above her and pulling the trigger. So I, I leave that decision to you. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let me look back at the uh, flamethrower stance here. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I, I think at this point you don't have to roll anything, and, and we'll just cross that bridge if she will burn that bridge if she stands up. Um, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, um, we're back to the top of the order uh, here. Okay. All right. So let's see. What does she want to do? Um. All right. Are you here? I imagine. Well, he's yeah, seriously questioning her life choices at this point. Um, <laughs> so uh, Ari, she's going to. Um, just try and uh, grab your ankle, basically, since you stepped into the basher. So she's going to lash out at you uh, from a prone position. So um, that was a minus two, I believe, established. And all right. She's no longer blinded. Uh, got that, that, and that. Okay. Spending point of willpower offset the penalty there. And what is Ari's defense? Uh, does that matter given the all-out attack I did, but otherwise four? Correct. You did do an all-out attack. Okie dokie. So she has uh, grabbed a hold of your angle. All right. Next up is Ned. I, so she's still on the ground. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to do the same thing. Like, I'm going to... Take the pull the stick. Actually, no, I'm going to take another one, um, <laughs> <laughs> and try to stake her again. Yeah. Um, and I'm. Uh, how much more willpower do I have? Okay, all out and willpower. Um, okay. Uh, she has her defense back now. And her defense is three. Um, and I, but I get plus two from her remaining pro, uh, knockdown, right? Yes, correct. Okay, great. So, 
So it's only plus four, not plus five, basically. Um, wait, no. And then minus one still for for aiming at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minus one. Go. All so, right. So yeah, unfortunately, you, uh, quite. Yeah, you you do bring the stake down, but she's she's writhing around on the ground, you know, holding onto Artie's ankle. So you just manage to you know give her a nasty puncture wound on her biceps, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna step on it next time, next turn. <laughs> Pin her arm to her, her torso. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, so next up we have Ari and Annie. So Ari, you can try to break out of the grapple if you'd like, or Annie. Try to break Ari out and like, cause damage or everybody. Yeah, I think Annie would like to come over and basically stomp as hard as she can on the arm that's holding Ari's ankle. So I think I'm going to do a, um, a specified target arm attack, um, and I'm going to do an all-out attack. Okay. And I'll burn my last will power. Okay. We need to exceed the victim's stamina to inflict the arm rack too. Sounds good. Okay, so I, uh, just to be clear, her defense previously was three. So now after the first attack that Ned did, it's now down to two. Yeah, to two, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so it's a minus two from the arm as well. It's minus four total. My dice pool starting out was only two. Minus two, all out attack takes it to zero, willpower takes it to three. Ooh. All right. Zero. All right. Yep. Yep. You bring your foot down in the spot her arm was, and then it wriggles out of the way right when it comes down. All right, Ari. Uh, um, assume you want to break the grapple, or do you just want to attack her? What would you like to do? I am absolutely going to try to break the grapple. Um, if I'm looking to break the grapple but not necessarily cause damage, can I make an argument for athletics instead of brawl? Like I'm just trying to I'm fancy footworking my way out of like Yeah, I think I think considering the nature of the grapple, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm not gonna spend my last willpower. Maintain that vice grip on your ankle. All right. Then we have got Nick. Fortunately, the flamethrower is of no is not of use well as long as you are grappling. So I'm gonna drop the flashlight, switch the flamethrower to my offhand, and pull my wrench, which takes up my entire turn. Okay. All right. Uh, next turn. So Mistress Black, aka Jody, is going to try and sink her teeth into Ari's. Uh, Achilles tendon. So um, let's see. We're doing another opposed roll, I believe, is how that works. Uh, so uh, you can do the same thing. You know, you can substitute athletics. And um, I'll spend some power. All right. Great. And uh, don't subtract defense for grapples, right? Not when it's an opposed check. Not when it's opposed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying, I don't think so. So. Okay. All right. Oh. Jesus. Oof. So uh, she her bite is too lethal. Uh, so that would be 
six damage for Ari. Oh, oof. Not pretty. No. I am at a minus two to all my rolls now. No, you're we not. Go. We're, we're no, you're not. Your adrenaline is up. We don't take right. right. Suffer no penalties. <laughs> Bless adrenaline rush. So remember to offset that on your rolls because the the algorithm's going to automatically put that penalty on. So mm-hmm. give yourself a plus two bonus if nothing else. All right, so yeah, she she sinks her teeth right into the back of your calf and um, almost severs your Achilles tendon. Um, and you know, your your vision just immediately tunnels in. You know, it, like you almost pass out from the shock uh, right then and there. Um, okay, so Ned. Mistress Black is now latched onto your friend like a lamprey. You want to do? I have to, um, especially seeing the the wound that was just inflicted. I have to try and free Ari. Um, yeah. So I think I'm. I think I'm gonna take a page out of Annie's book and try to pin her arm. Okay. Uh to the floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just stomp on her. Stomp on it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so her defense is three. Arm the target is minus two. So it's a minus five total. Minus five total. I think this is my last little power. So must it be. Um, um, minus five plus five from my my willpower all out so straight nice all right um, so yes that is an actual brawl not a weaponry mm-hmm. um, and it does do one lethal damage um, and one lashing yeah. okay from karate for kids Oh shit! Okay, so it does one lethal instead of two bashing, or it does one lethal? Exactly, one, one lethal, one bashing. Yeah, one of my oh. uh, one da- one damage from any attack can be converted to lethal. Wow, nice! Hey, you finally got to use it. I finally got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she'd attack me, I would get I would get to use it. I add to my defense, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah, you you do it. You do a little crescent kick. You little fancy. Bring the foot up. Bring it down. And yeah. uh, uh, let's see if it exceeded her stamina. So no, it oh, did not. So you don't yeah. you don't break her arm or anything. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say that is that is sufficient to uh, break the grapple for sure. Um, so that brings up Ari and. I think at this point Annie is just um, furiously trying to help her friend. So I think she's less tactical at this point. She's just going to just kick her. So just a basic unarmed attack all out. Um, so strength plus brawl, um, and she's prone, and her defense right now is at minus two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Oh, I technically okay. had two more dice. I forgot about if she. From oh shit! Prone. Because of her being well, prone. Yeah. Um, that could make a difference. So go ahead and roll those. No. No. <laughs> all right. Snake eyes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Annie. Back to you. 
Right. One success. Nice. So that's one bashing. One bashing. And you were kicking her where? Just kicking her. No, no place in particular. All right. So, uh, so yeah, you, you, you come in and, and, uh, and, uh, just, you know, like you say, kind of furiously trying to defend your friends and, uh, and just give her an almighty kick as if you've got like a, a brick in your shoe or something, you know, and there's a little bit of a crunching sound as you connect. And so, you know, the grapple, Ned broke the grapple, you come in, kick her and she just goes still and sort of rolls, rolls onto her back. Not going to take any chances and I am going to stake her. <laughs> nice. She wanted to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Gets to live out that fantasy. Seriously. So Annie doesn't know anything about medicine, but I think Annie is still going to leap to the ground and try to, you know, grab the nearest piece of fabric to like wrap around Ari's leg. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ari, you're sort of maybe sinking to the ground. Um, the adrenaline's still going, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty nasty, nasty wound. I mean, you're, you know, leg rack tilt uh, in full effect, obviously. Um, okay, and as for uh, Ned uh, delivering the steak, I mean, she's unconscious, she's prone. Um, you know, you don't have to roll. Um, you just get the steak, position it over her her heart. Um, you've probably also seen Pulp Fiction recently, so, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we saw it together. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> So it's 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 not unlike that scene, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, and just bring it yeah. down, and there's like a cracking and a crunching, and it just goes right in, and her eyes sort of fly open, and then she heaves this uh, ragged breath, and are just all the tension just you know uh, runs out, and she just no more. Ned spends all of one second like standing over her like in shock and awe but then he remembers that Ari got like raked um and um I think do we call do we just drive her drive him out of here well yeah you're sort of wondering what to do next and then yeah because we have at least one person dead no at least two people dead you have, you have bodies, absolutely. No, you have three people actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So wondering what to do next, and you can see uh, through the glass of the front door lights of uh, of uh, you know emergency vehicles, police vehicles, something um, outside, and then in the next instant the door you know breaks open and some. Uh, Police officers come, you know, rushing in with their guns out and, you know, nobody move, hands up, you know, rushing in. Um, and uh, and you can see kind of running up behind them are, you know, a couple of uh, maybe like uh, detectives or something. They've got their guns out and then behind them is uh, none other than Uncle Kurt, uh, still sporting a uh, head bandage, but uh, looking very concerned, of course. Hi, Uncle Kurt, you're late. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, Amistista had a uh, cell phone 
1994. Um, of course. Dialed 9 um, So, you know, the remainder of the evening is a blur of, of uh, you know, uh, talking to the police, Ari, you know, getting getting treated, getting put on a stretcher and, and rushed off for, uh, you know, emergency uh, treatments uh, for the nasty bites and uh, the rest of you just sort of giving your testimonies. Um, what do you want to tell the police? You want to just give them the whole story? Um, I well, don't think Annie would want to include vampires, uh, like yeah. the actual vampire, but if whole story is um, the fact that she's been, well, I don't know. I mean, I think Uncle Kurt would get the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think with the general police, if we were, if Annie was interviewed, I think Annie would just say that, you know, we were at the party and we heard a scream. So we rushed in and just adrenaline took over and we grabbed the nearest weapons and, you know, just happened to be some sharpened steaks lying around, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, we went, we all went to the garage first and found all this stuff in the garage, including oh, the steaks. Right. Yeah, yeah, the steaks and the flamethrower and the, mm-hmm. yeah. I throw out a bunch of stuff about how I think they're all in on the conspiracy and that aliens, blah, 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 blah. The stuff everyone expects from me and therefore allowing any discrepancies or odd stuff that we might accidentally slip to be completely ignored because he's just a crazy conspiracy kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ned, Ned plays it straight. You know, we were attacked and we had like, like um, Annie said, I mean, we did what we had to do, you know? Then he asked, is, this, is Ari gonna be all right? Um, so the, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You say, I think it helps too, that there is a certain amount of like plausible deniability of leaving it very short. Like, yeah, we got attacked. Where did she come from? I don't know. Like, we don't know where she came from initially. Right. That's Man. what all the other party guests are going to say, you know, there's like, yeah. came out of nowhere. So between well, the mix. And, and I think Annie, ex- sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think Annie also expects that by the time they start piecing together the connection with Jody and and this person, the dead person in the room, and the thought that we were at the lab and it was Jody's lab, that Uncle Kurt will be on top of it and taking care of it. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll fade out on that. We'll take a short five minute break. Come back, see what the aftermath has to say. Sounds good. All right. See you, see you right five. in a bit. All right, we are back. So, obviously, this is big news. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, huge story. Um, you know, media dubs it the uh, the Pasadena murder house or the mansion killings. You know, various things of that nature. Um, you know, three Pasadena high school students murdered at a house party uh, by former student valedictorian Jody Barnett. You know, once pride of Pasadena High, now cast in the interviews on TV uh, with her former teachers and professors and so forth. And of course, 
all of you, your home phones are ringing off the hook with uh, reporters wanting to get a story. Um, you know, reporters camping out outside school. Um, your parents do their best to sort of run interference. Um, so what do do any of you want to talk to the media? I guess would be the question. Most out there overtly cranky conspiracy media. <laughs> you, you give a, a exclusive interview to the Weekly World News. Weekly World News, um, uh, coast to coast, absolutely. Not, not only do I give an interview, like, it is the best day of my life. <laughs> coast to coast, good, good callback. Uh, anybody else? I think Ned really wants to, but he, a wiser part of him decides against it for the most part. Um, he, uh, he doesn't want to, um, you know, if, if um, he doesn't want his face to be on the screen so that some monster, when he, when he's trying to track it, recognizes this is what he's thinking in his head. Oh, oh he's going to, he'd get so famous, you know, and um, right. it would get in the way of, uh, him living a normal life so he doesn't or even a hunting life um and so he doesn't sure. want to do it okay so yeah and he would yeah, be the ahead. same way basically yeah is there is there a part of any that that, that would want to uh talk or just are you just wanting to stay incognito no i think annie is just really wanting to you know kind of really is really focused on uncle kurt and building that relationship and you know trying to cover in her own life so then any media were to approach her i think she would probably use inappropriate language and tell them to leave her alone <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say there's only one interview of ned and someone who just caught him like as he was leaving some like somewhere mm-hmm. and they asked him about it and he said all i have to say is uh don't fuck with the bulldogs uh, <laughs> nice. The soccer team, I think. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're on Wolverine's moment. Mm-hmm. All right. How about Ari? Ari doesn't necessarily want to talk about it, but also sees the opportunity with the fact that he's got like eight siblings or something. Like, I forgot. I know I gave a number originally. And it was something crazy, like between six and eight siblings. Yeah. And like, there's definitely moments where he doesn't necessarily want to talk to the news people, but he definitely sticks one of his younger brothers on them. Yeah. So like, nothing that can make it to air. Just a lot of like, freshmen to like, fourth grade age kids just harassing these poor news people. Um, so a week after, um, well, not quite a week, um, five days later, uh, a candlelight vigil is organized, um, for the victims, um, at the, uh, school. Um, Ari, you're wearing a boot, um, that allows you to get around with crutches. So you're mobile, um. Do any of you want to go? Yes. 
Yeah. And he thinks it's important for, for them to show face. So she's going to try to encourage them all to go. That'll definitely be there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's going to be, you know, some people giving some speeches, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, so, uh, and of course, you know, people are bringing flowers and teddy bears, the usual stuff. Um, which they're they're sort of laying at the uh, at the uh, the base of the the plinth where there's you know the uh, the eponymous bulldog uh, statue, um, which I actually do have. It does not look like the one in Donnie Darko either. It's a, it's a much more realistic bulldog, um, but. Um, would any of you want to, you know, lay something or are you just going to kind of just be there? Yeah, I think Annie would have done some sort of witchcraft thing um, mm-hmm. and done like a little like, you know, um, anointed candle um, that she would have then left there. I don't think I don't think Ned leaves anything. I think he um, just shows up. Oh. <laughs> Lay of the HS of a horror movie that I shared screen at the last uh, horror movie I night I, I hosted at my house. Mm. Everyone attended, but they had all attended. Nice. Um, you know what? He I probably laid something for Stony, I guess. You know? Oh yeah. Um yeah. I'm not sure what at the moment. Um uh, what would kind of some memento that they that he had maybe something um, he planned to give him for his birthday that was coming up so um, okay yeah. all right um, so you know there, there's it's quite a quite a pile of things and um, you know you're, you're head up and it's it's sort of drizzling you know it's very gray drizzly afternoon. Uh, so everyone's got their umbrellas up, you know. And uh, so, Ned, as you're as you're laying this unopened birthday present, uh, you know, you kind of try to nest it back a little bit amongst the flowers and the toys and the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice a spiral notebook tucked in amongst everything else. Um, it's a uh, it's a lab journal, and uh, like you know, like a college student would use. So it has a little space on the front for like name and class and so forth. So under class, it just says, um, it just says forty-year project, F O R T I E R, and then name Jody Barnett. That's definitely going to catch his eye, and he's going to look back for a second, and then he's going to pick it up. And flip it open. So, um, so yeah, it's <clears throat> every page is uh, filled with very meticulous um, writing, handwriting, um, and um, it almost looks like it is used as a sort of diary. Put this here, and he'll like. I, no one's gonna know, but he's gonna like raise it. Who put this here? And then. People are just going to look at him, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a bunch of blank books. Yeah. 
and then he's gonna bring it over to the others. Um, partly, he part of him is actually just upset that it's here. Like it shouldn't be here. You know, it's not. Yeah. Um. Um. But um, he's also gonna look through it to see. Um, he's gonna show it to probably Annie first and um, Nick. Um, and then just say, I I found this on the, someone had laid it down there. It's like a diary, Jody's. Ooh, give me. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. Not here. Yeah. Let's look at it later. He, uh, Ned is mostly looking around for anyone looking at them. You know, anyone who noticed him taking it up, anyone who's watching. Uh, okay. Give me a resolve plus composure. Ooh. Uh, not wits plus composure? Wits plus composure. Thank you. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Everyone wrong. So, um, yeah, looking around, uh, everyone just seems to be very focused on the on the events. Uh, you know, the principals saying some words up at the podium. Uh, that they've set up next to the mascot statue. And uh, yeah, you don't, you don't see anyone suspicious. You see a lot of familiar faces, you know. No one out of place, really. Yeah. Um, feels uh, kind of, it's a deeply unsettling that someone put this hair to him, you know. Um, Almost like someone put it there for him to find. He feels, um, uh, and um, but he is not. He is going to resist the temptation to tear through it right here, right now. Uh, <laughs> not at the vigil, you know. Yeah. I don't know if Mick has that same compulsion, uh, <laughs> you know. Only through peer pressure. <laughs> Powerful at this age. Yes. All right. Well, uh, where would you all like to uh, go through it? I feel like the appropriate thing to do would be to uh, in this to do this at the uh, coffee shop where we spend so much time. It's got to be back to the E bar. Yeah. So Annie will try to get a hold of it so that no one's tempted to look on the way and hold it in her lap. in eyesight just to torment everyone but not open it herself and at one point she'll probably say well as i keep telling you you know if we're going to be real hunters we all have to learn to be patient so uh at the coffee shop get a little corner booth nicely secluded and um yeah begin begin pouring over it so it's 96 pages. Um, almost the entire book is filled, as I say, and it's very like precise and uh, and uh, uh, almost like typographical handwriting. And the language matches. It's very clinical, stark, methodical. Um, it it varies back and forth between sort of three extremes. There's there's Jody writing in it as if it's her diary talking about how uh you know how obsessed she is with mr's black essentially you know um 
in a way that seems to indicate that she knew her or at least knew people who knew her because she's like sort of researching the character. She's, uh, she had, um, also accessed that video at JTLA uh, of that, that attack. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff about like, one day I will taste blood like that. One day I will tear its throat like that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, then there's her detailed notes on selecting um, uh, who she turns her victims. Uh, the first one is her, her friend Patricia from high school. And she details how she, you know, attacked Patricia uh, while they were um, at Patricia's uh, apartment and struggle that ensued and uh, how much of a fight Patricia put up and Jody saying something like, uh, uh, you know, I can feel the blood pills giving me the strength I needed. Um, she also did go after her friend Benjamin, but he uh, seems to have escaped. She then details how um, she arranged for the Halloween party at the um, Patterson house. She's the one who set it up um, so that she could um, observe everyone there while in costume and pick out her next victim, which was Jenna. Um, she then details how she stalked. And, um, the section where her attack on Manuel was, or I'm sorry, Miguel was uh, foiled um, is probably the closest that the whole journal comes to actually showing any real emotion. She's quite uh, livid over the whole thing, although she also revels in the fact that she was able to get the drop on on that police officer, you know, presumably Uncle Kurt, um, and, um, you know, nearly kill him. And then um, the rest of it is, yeah, a lot of, like, lab notes, like actual lab notes for her experiments. And indeed, it does seem like she's working on something she keeps calling blood pills, um, and she repeatedly refers to this Lewis character, um, and also the Santa Monica storage. So it takes you a good couple hours to go through the whole thing, but, uh, that's the contents. We should get this to uncle Kurt. Cause yeah. there could be more of this blood stuff, blood toll stuff going around. Yeah, there could be. I. You know, based on what she said, I'd guess she worked alone, but that doesn't mean... I mean, I don't know about that. She had some money behind her. True. I meant she thought she was the only vampire. I doubt she would have allowed another, but you're right. You're right. She probably I don't know she if might have had funding. Yeah, I don't think it was a vampire, because why would a vampire fund that? But, like, somebody was footing the bill. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's something we could research. You know, Uncle Kurt's really busy. I think we should make it very clear to him that we are very interested in police internships. All right. Okay, so the, uh, you know, turn the diary over. Uh, Uncle Kurt is, is, is quite, um, quite grateful for that. This will really help in... in just tying up a lot of loose ends. It's uh, obviously Jody's dead now, but uh, it 
justice. The families of the victims would like to know exactly what happened. Uh, we've had Patricia Park down as a missing person for the last uh, three months. So um, this kind of would seem to tie that up as well. And, uh, and yeah, he's more than happy to, you know, hand out some brochures about uh, internships and, and uh, volunteer programs with Pasadena police and, uh, and the uh, coroner's office, if you're interested in that, you know. Um, I'll lean into him and, and say, just to be clear, we mean the Hunter Police Force. <laughs> the Hunter Police Internship. Like, so he, says, uh, he says, I'm I'm retired from that, but I can put you in touch with somebody if you really want that. Wait, wait, you're retired? So that's, you're saying there's an opening. <laughs> okay, Annie. <laughs> it's, it's not for me to tell you what you can or can't do but yeah there's there's always openings of that line of work i'll um i'll have someone get in touch with you kids thanks i don't think and, ned uh, realizes how grim that statement is right now there's always openings in my line of work. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> oh great it's a growth industry <laughs> on the ground floor <laughs> <laughs> Look, Melanie Sweetwater approached us. I'm just saying. I just hope we don't ever get cut from it. And uh, well, so sure enough, um, you know, another another month or so passes by. So we're getting towards the the Christmas holidays, winter holidays, and uh, and uh, all of you receive a little postcard in the mail addressed to each one of you specifically. And it's uh, it's inviting you to a, um, you know, recruitment uh, and uh, orientation fair uh, at the Burbank Airport Marriott, put on by the Kron Group. It's a very slick postcard, you know. It's got their got their uh, bearded Poseidon type uh, logo, and uh, you know, it's got like photos of like healthy people around and uh and then scrawled at the bottom of each postcard is uh it's just a little you know a little little personal note written in ballpoint pen just says um uh, uncle kurt thought you might be interested and then uh initials ms we all go or none of us go i immediately i'm in yeah, yeah, immediately he's in a hundred percent, and he's calling up everyone. You got one, right? <laughs> it's gonna be very boring if we just stay at home and play the Super Nintendo. So yes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, on, on the, let's see, um, Saturday the seventeenth of December, you uh, gather to, at the airport Marriott um, in one of the like you know convention rooms uh, meeting rooms it's very much like a timeshare kind of uh you know presentation right you got all the sure all the stacking chairs laid out and, and you're not the only one there's you know maybe a dozen other um you know high school seniors and college age uh kids who have gathered there's a side table with you know some um uh cinnamon rolls and, and bagels, uh, cream cheese, and coffee, and 
you know, big uh, sparklets water bottle. And, um, and then, uh, you know, the, uh, the easel up front with dry erase board and all that stuff. And um, sitting at some chairs that have been arranged at the front of the, the room um, in conversation are um, two women and a man. Um, Nick, you recognize the woman and the man from the career fair, uh, you know, a couple months ago, shortly before all the Jody stuff. And um, all of you recognize the other woman. None other than your old friend, Beth. Um, although she's looking much cleaned up these days. She's uh, wearing kind of a power suit, sort of ensemble. And, uh, yeah, you know, she's just looking uh, looking a little less uh, uh, unhinged, I guess. Unhinged, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is perfected like a real sort of brooding mysterious look you know hmm. uh he you know he needs to be taken seriously here you know he doesn't want to um he wasn't sure what age people would be in it they were going to be a lot like him or if he was going to be like the youngest you know so hmm. um um and of course he has a stake which he um <laughs> always that has now he never goes he sleeps with one under his pillow you know yeah um yeah um and then he'll go He'll actually, I think he'll just wave to Beth to feel the temperature, you know, mm. it's a distant wave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you catch her eye and she, she actually smiles at you and waves back. Um, and I, I don't know Melissa Sweetwater, right? Correct. Uh, Melanie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Melanie, sorry. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, um, He's going to get a seat in there. Maybe not up the front, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not up the front. I don't know what the etiquette is at these things, you know? In fact, he'll yeah, say, what's right. the etiquette at these things? <laughs> it certainly seems like nobody wants to sit in the front row. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that means we should front. do it. Let's let's just yeah, go do it. Let's just go sit in the front row and turn a bath and make our comfortable. Come on. You know what? Fine. You're right. You're totally right. Um. Yeah, let's be braver than these guys. Yeah, um, see, this is part of the test. That's absolutely. what I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's front and center. Absolutely. She, Melody Sweetwater, personally told me that they were keeping an eye on me, and I recognize that woman. So I'm sitting in front because this is the way that we're saying that we're also keeping an eye on them. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, okay. So, um, <clears throat> you know, as you all get seated, uh, uh, this is, uh, is Sweetwater, uh, steps up to the, the lectern, gives you all a big smile. And she says, well, thank you all so much for coming out today. Um, if you're here, it means you receive one of our mailers, which means that, uh, we here at the Kron group think that you have what it takes to join our race, particularly our field projects division. Uh, this is one of our most prestigious uh, divisions in the entire organization. Kron Group, uh, in case you don't know, and she just kind of goes into this 
long spiel about how you know they uh they're they're involved in pharmaceutical research uh medical supplies uh you know biotechnology research uh you know for like uh, uh cancer treatments and uh HIV AIDS treatments, and, uh, you know, medical tech in general, and equipment, uh, you know, and so there's a lot of like, you know, the, the, the um, slideshow, the literal, you know, slide carousel gets wheeled out and, you know, sit through, you know, all these photos of, you know, people working with the company, uh, you know, various, their various subdivisions and subsidiaries. And, um, and so, uh, you know, as she, as she kind of, wraps that up, she's like, and now I'd like to bring up Beth Mitchell to talk a little bit about the field projects division. Not Beth, you know, Beth steps up. She, uh, she said, well, yes, indeed. thank you, Melanie, and thank you everybody for coming out. Um, what is the field projects division? Well, uh, as, as my colleague uh, Melanie said, it's, it's the most prestigious division in the entire organization. Um, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where we gather the materials for our most advanced uh, biotech research, medical tech research. Um, and uh, if you make it into this division, uh, we treat you like family. You're family here. And this is a job you're going to want for life. This is a job you can keep for life. This is job security. And you really, you're, you're helping to make the world a better place in the field projects division. So how are y'all feeling about that? Uh, what kind of projects? <laughs> yeah, that was generic <laughs> as hell. Here, raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Annie, I think, is going to whisper to Ned Dexter and be like, you know, it makes me a little uncomfortable that they do biotech. You know, like after yeah. the blood pill thing, like mm -hmm. you know, that just goes wrong. Yeah, that's the fear Ned's getting as well. It's just uncomfortably close to the kind of work that uh Beth was doing is what he's afraid of. I mean Jody. Jody, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh so so you know, Beth gives you a she gives you kind of like a wink, actually, like you know what I'm talking about. But the uh the guy that comes up and he says, uh, well, that's frankly uh some information that we like to go over in interviews. Um, and uh this is more of just a sort of a uh uh opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better as people. And um and if you are interested in pursuing a job with the uh, field projects division, uh, mm -hmm. we have a, a form that we're going to be circulating at the end of the uh, presentation here. And you can just um, jot down your direct contact information, and we will set up one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings uh, just to uh, see if you really got what it takes. Uh, but... Uh, I want to thank you all for coming out today, and and, uh, and uh, as, a, as a special thank you, uh, Melanie here, she's got uh, free passes to Universal Studios tour to hand out to everybody. <laughs> Indeed, started circulating around, giving you all a you know, little pass uh, for 
you know, a one day pass at Universal Studios. Well, I won't say no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like good bonding for the four of us. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, can we get four forms down here, please? Okay, so you're all going to fill out the form? Yeah. I think we should interview, but I think we should also see if they'll consider interviewing the four of us together. Four person cell. And, then, and you know, I, I think our, as you'll see on our resume, we have a lot more experience than most people in this room. Yeah, quite accomplished, actually. On <laughs> our resume. So actually, the forms are uh, quite extensive. Um, it's not just like your name and address. Obviously, they already have that. Um, but they want like, you know, your medical history, your family medical history, um, you know, any any uh, criminal record, uh, any um, any disciplinary record, you know, in school, have you ever suspended, have you ever had detention, you know, and then, um, and then like, yeah, there's like the last page is like, is there anything else you feel we should know? That's where there's a lot to put there. There's a lot to put there. And if I run out of space, I'll say like in, you know, have you ever had detention? No, but I did, you know, fight, uh, Played to death, a like <laughs> even um, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think Annie in that section is just going to write references. Uncle Kurt. Right. So, um, so yeah, you get everything. You get your forms turned in. You get your free passes to Universal Studios, and uh, you know, as you're as you're exiting, uh, you know, Beth and. and Melody and this guy never introduced himself. Um, you know, are kind of at the door, just thanking everybody. And uh, and and you know, Melody sees Nick. She's like, "Glad you could make it out, Mister Graves." Well, thank you uh, for you were very. You seemed after getting the personal touch and the personal invite, you've been rude not to. <laughs> he goes by Nick. Don't call him Mr. Graves. He gets too <laughs> arrogant. <laughs> yeah, so she she gives you a little smile and she says, um, she says, that's that's fine, Ned. Um, we hope to see you too. We think um we think you'd be particularly well suited for our retrieval situation. Retrieval? I'm it's like, I mean, I, I'm sure that's code for something real cool. <laughs> I think it was a little playful jab at, hey, Ned, yeah, they're going to have you go play fetch or something, apparently. <laughs> it's an acronym. Retrieval? That's a long acronym. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they love their acronyms over it. That's soon. All right. So uh, yeah, many promises of we'll be in touch. We'll schedule something soon. But um, you know, right. soon enough, it is the winter holidays, and you know, you can forget your troubles a little bit, perhaps. Um, you know, with the uh, with the attendance of uh, celebrations, um, and so the year nineteen ninety four comes to a close. And uh, soon enough, it's back to school for the spring semester. Um, still no word from Kron Group, but uh, 
uh, towards the end of January. Um, Annie, you are um, out for a stroll one evening, you know, in your neighborhood, right? You know, you're uh, making your way back home uh, from a, you know, perhaps a friend's house, a little study session. Um, when you see something strange, but before I tell you what that is, I'll need you to make a resolve, resolve this time, plus composure. Resolve composure, what's composure? Resolve. Resolve, okay. Is a light on in the Patterson house? It's been, of course, dark every other night for many years. Well, one of the rules is we're not supposed to, and we're supposed to stay together. Um, but I think Annie would have a very hard time resisting looking into that. But then again, Annie also is wanting to be a hunter and knows that that very well could be a vampire. So um, I think Annie is going to start to head, like she's going to go just take a quick look and she'll be okay. And then she kind of pauses and then she looks back up at the light and looks back down, you know, where she, the street is. And then she kind of says, and then she, she's going to head home and call the others. All right. So, uh, one after another, you all get a call from Annie telling you light on in the Paddington house. Well, we got to check it out. You called us. Hey, stop it. Come on, let's just let's just come over. Okay, I'm on my way. Good job. All right. So, uh, what's the plan? You've all you've all gathered at Annie's house. How would you like um, to approach this? So, diamond formation or pincer movement? I, I I think we do another Mistress Black, and we we go in and we say we are you know are are loud and distracting. While two of the other ones go around to the other side. Mm. Have it face us on, on our terms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, wait, what, what if it's just the family just finally moved back or they actually sold the house? Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Why don't we just walk up to the front door and, and we'll listen first. That's probably a good idea because if we kick the door in, that is breaking and entering and we will be arrested. You and kicking the doors in ever since. Have you tried it? Well, no, I haven't needed to. <laughs> you won't, won't, you won't give any of the rest of us a chance. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> Picture you make like kicking the door. Every door. You know, yeah, like he doesn't, he doesn't like, even try it, try it first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so you walk up the long drive. To the Patterson house, and um, you know, as with the murder house, um, this has kind of a, a little central, you know, room, second story room, tower, you know, sort of <laughs> effect going on um, that rises up from the center of the, the first floor, and um, and that you can see that's where the light is is on. It looks like an electric light. You know, um, maybe a lamp. Looks kind of cozy, actually. 
No sound though. Should we just go up and knock? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's got their stakes ready to go, just in case. Always. Anyone need them? Anyone need? I'm good. I'm good. Got it. All right. So Annie will lead the way up and just casually walk up the uh, walk up the driveway and walk up to the front door and. Okay. So the front door is is like two. It's a double door situation, and so uh, the door on the right is actually slightly ajar. All right. Get ready, everyone. Really a good sign. I'll open it and look at Nick. Make sure he's not <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, buddy. See, they open. I know. I know how doors work. <laughs> Do you think and I then, just keep then, the doors of my home in all day? I worry. Wouldn't put it past you. And then Annie's going to call out and be like, hello, is anyone home? All right. So pushing the door open, there's a little stair, you know, stairway, little broad stairway. Uh, going up from this, this entry hall goes into a uh, larger kind of uh, hallway. And beyond that is a living room, and beyond that is a big uh, picture window. And um, so you can see sort of part of that, you know, like you're you're a couple of feet down from the main floor. Um, so you call out, and as you're calling out, you can see there's no lights on down here. Um, but the lights of the city are coming in through that big picture window and you can see someone is just standing there looking out with his hands clasped behind his, his back and his, his head turned slightly. He says, uh, entree, Annie, friends. Is this the same vampire who is living in the basement or is it the one, one from the club? Or can I tell? You have not heard this voice before. Annie's going to walk in. Um, cautiously, and say, are you the traveler from abroad that we've been expecting? So uh, he turns, and of course, he's still he's still silhouetted. You can see that uh, he has like a, you know, his hair back in a loose ponytail. Um, and he's wearing a very nice suit. Uh, you can tell even in the silhouette, it's well-tailored, you know. And, um, and he says, uh, I am from across the sea. Yes, many years ago. Yes, my tarot card said that uh, we would be expecting a a a uh, traveler to come across the sea, and here you are in the Patterson house. Indeed, I would like to um, have a little meeting, if that is all right with the four of you. At this point, Annie's going to look back at the others, like put on the welcome light. Why not? It's probably the weirdest thing we've done. <laughs> Gosh, is the light on the pattern instant house like our equivalent of the bat signal? I think we need to figure that out. <laughs> there is right. there is something there is something Annie that is weirdly familiar about him, but you can't place it, and it's just just you. Annie says, "Sure, could we get some lights on so we can actually see you, or is this supposed to be mysterious and dark?" <laughs> well, it was. Um, Quite an effort just to get that lamp upstairs to work. I had to hook it up to a, uh, I had to say, battery. There was no power in this house. Um, however, you may uh, 
you may approach. And he, uh, he kind of, you know, gives a little regal wave, you know. You might see me better in the light from the city below. All right, Annie will cautiously lead the lead forward and check for exits and other people in the room as she does. So exit-wise, um, there is a hall to your left that you know would give you access to the spiral stairs going down to the old basement area, as well as some uh, bedrooms, bathrooms up here on this floor. Um, to your right is the old dining room, and that has a... Uh, patio door, sliding door, you could presumably get out through. And of course, you know, the way you came in. So um, as you're cautiously entering the former living room, he, uh, he gives a little bow and he says, it is uh, terribly rude of me. I, I know each one of you, but you do not know me. I am Louis Fortier. Hello, Louis. Pleasure to meet you, Louis. I wanted uh, to... How do you know us, us exactly? <laughs> I wanted to meet with you all personally so I could thank you. Um, you helped me solve a very difficult problem. I will call it the Jody problem. Yes, she was... Um, she was someone I had working for me. And... Um, Unfortunately, I lost control. And she lost control. Indeed. So did you have some kind of reward out for her? Or? Not uh, officially, but I would like to offer you a reward. We don't want to be vampires. We don't want to be vampires. No oh. offense. No, 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 no. Uh, it is nothing like that. Although, not, not too different either. Uh, you see, the project I had, uh, uh, Mademoiselle Guanet, uh working on was a, a certain uh, experimental medicine uh, synthesized from my own blood. You see, I have many pledge themselves to me, and in return, I give them everything they could possibly want. You will be youthful forever, but you will not be like me. I promise you that. You will still be alive. You will still be able to walk around during the day. All these things will still be available to you. And you will be strong and young. And in return, I only ask some favors, some service. You have proven yourselves. You are very capable, all of you. Resourceful. Everything I could possibly want. And Annie, we have gotten to know each other so well through the America Online chat rooms. Was that you? Indeed. Jody showed me how to get online. Well, and they say you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Well, I am a very old dog indeed. So what do you say, kids? I'm planning to make some big moves in the city soon. I could certainly use capable foot soldiers. Well, I, I 
If you have been studying us, uh, Mr. Fortier, you know that we are a group and that we really try to, one of our rules is that we stick together. So I think that we're going to need to, you know, think about your offer and discuss it and get back to you. Is there a, is there a place we can find you at? Mm. Certainly feel free to talk amongst yourselves this evening, but um, now that you are here, I cannot let you go without having made a decision first, I think. You understand why. So of it's course. a classic deal with the devil type situation. <laughs> oh, it's that. Deal with yeah, the devil. Yes, because <laughs> because the people we're talking to in Burbank are definitely also not the devil. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, there's the devil, and then there's Satan. So, you know, right. you gotta see. So, yeah, yeah. Our uh, <laughs> choice when it comes down to it. Um, is there a contract or something we have to sign? What's the paperwork look like? <laughs> oh, there's no paperwork. There's no paperwork. Um, just uh, a celebratory toast that will seal the deal. Annie so is we could talk amongst ourselves. This point. Yeah, we need to talk amongst ourselves. But of course, please. And he, uh, he indicates the, you know, uh, patio door off the dining room. And stuff out there. Well, this, this reminds me. What's that? You step out into the chill January air, huddle up. Mm-hmm. And yep. Somehow it feels warm in here. <laughs> what did you say, Patrick? My flamethrower is in the car. <laughs> do you do you, do you think do you think that one of us could go? <laughs> the others stay behind. <laughs> to be fair, he's not mad at us yet. Do we want to make him mad at us? Because that also seems like a bad plan. It does. Yeah, but he's also not going to let us leave. I don't think any of us want to become vampires. Very right. strong. I got a very strong vibe of he's going to kill us if we don't say yes. Well. Let's not jump to conclusions. Okay, but if I'm wrong, we die. <laughs> if I'm right, we die. No, if you're right, we die. I'm sorry. If you're right, <laughs> if I'm right, we die. That is that made that sounded way less cool because of that. Um, yeah, but but how often are you right? Come on. It's true. Who among us actually believed that there was a conspiracy of unearthly things before we discovered there was a conspiracy? Of unearthly things. I mean, that was a real broken clock situation. I'm going to be yeah. honest. You believe in a lot of conspiracies, my friend. <laughs> One of the 300 was right, I think. Um, and you have, I have zero proof that 250 of the other ones might not also be true. I just, those are still out to jury. That's true. That's true. Um, well, okay. clearly, if we say yes, he's going to make us. Yes, that seems probable. I mean, I don't know. Um, okay. First question is, do we want to do it? I assume. Well, I won't speak for anyone. Um, in fact, I think hands up if you want to do it. So. While while he's doing this, Annie's glances back through the windows. Is are we being watched during this conversation? Doesn't seem like it. He's he's sort of returned to his uh, thoughtful pose, staring out over the city. His his Lex Luthor. Yes, quite. So I mean, I think we should we should assume that um, 
and, and he's going to kind of point at her ears that, you know, yeah. we're going to have to let him know soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there would be options like we could go along with it or we could maybe presume that he's not going to kill us. And she's going to point furiously like down out the patio and uh, <laughs> yeah. go like, you know, make the yeah. gestures. Yeah. You know, so thinking, well, if he's not looking, at least we can kind of do hand gestures. Right. So Annie's right. going to try to signal to her close friends, you know, the options on the table are either, you know, we confer, you know, we drink the blood or we get the hell out right now and hope we make it. All right. Um, so the options are... Um, I'm going to gesture left hand, um, drink the blood, or uh, right hand, and I'll do the running motion, politely decline. Um, uh, let's um, raise. Annie's going to put her right hand against her face like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, what's Nick and. Uh, Ari's vote. Uh, Nick's vote is to run, essentially. I, I, I didn't quite follow all the various hand signals that we were trying to use to imply things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Patrick the player is on the loss, but Nick the person, the character is, is voting to run. Gotcha. Yeah, Ari's. There's hesitation, but it's not like hesitation. I'm con- I'm strongly considering this. It's hesitation like, God, it sucks to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. And then gestures similarly to run. All right. Okay. So then Annie, I think at this point would say, all right. Well, I think, I think what we should do then is we should vote um, on the count of three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll all commit to what we want to do. Get ready, everyone. One, two. <laughs> and I, I think she won't say three. I think she'll be one, two. And then she's just going to turn and start bucking. <laughs> 100%. Okay. So you all bolt from the uh, deck patio. Um, down along the side of the house. So this, this takes you running. Uh, past the kitchen window, uh, down past another set of sliding doors into like the den, you know, <laughs> down past the garage and then out. And you're kind of running through some, some overgrown scrub and it, you know, you feel it, you know, uh, catching at your shoes and, you know, uh, uh, scraping across your jeans, uh, cargo pants. And, um, and then you come, uh, rounding the corner out into the drive. And uh, Louis is uh, standing there. Sticks out. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's safe to say we politely decline. Indeed. (laughs) So um, I know we're coming up on time here. So do we want to do the Butch and Sundance style ending where we just freeze frame on that moment where you're Uh, facing off against the 200 year old vampire? Or do you want to play out the combat? You know, go I I mean, it's getting it's. I know it's it's nine o'clock here in Pacific. I must be ten. I got. Uh, uh, it's probably super late for you, Nico. It's on uh, midnight East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Night, baby. I, 
I am I am totally down for a Butch and Sundance style ending. I, I think that's an under underutilized. The adventure continues as always to me an excellent way of of ending something. Yeah, I I, I agree. I'm super down with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. that might be that my preference. Just wanted to make sure everyone's okay yeah. with it. Yeah. We, we can very 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 much establish that. Like, how did that end? Well, leave it up to your imagination, dear listener. <laughs> or, 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 or to the next uh, series in the sequence. Right? Or to that. We might come back and to see see how much of a family the Kiwan group is, you know, just, uh, yes. and why there's always job openings there. <laughs> how's, how's the health package? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's there. Experimental. <laughs> Experimental. <laughs> uh, excuse you, it's cutting edge. Oh, leading edge. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is that, folks. Um, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, yeah, David. A lot of fun. It's so great. I hope I uh, hope we were able to wrap up enough loose ends there for feel. That's what I Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Sure. And and fun fact, Patrick, what is your handle for DGS? Uh my other uh, Discord. Discord, the officers all as a weird dumb habit uh give themselves a, a, a secondary title. For example, Andrew is the Autumn King. Um mm-hmm. I am CAO, Chief Acquisitions Officer of Chiron Limited. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of synergy and synchronicity I live for. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, thanks again. Well, thank you. This is such thank a pleasure. You. Thanks for having thanks. us. Much. Thank you for all your listeners. We hope that uh, yeah. we entertained you for a few hours. <laughs> and greetings to Finland and the Cayman Islands. Right. And New That's Zealand. Favorite yes. <laughs> New Zealand now, too. Go Kiwis. Yeah. Finland, I am a big fan of uh, Remedy Entertainment's output, so thank you for that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> You're all responsible for that, right? That's how countries work. Yes, indeed. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord, my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul to take. Cause I'm ready to die. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All y'all motherfuckers, come with me for one. A final note by way of epilogue. Thank you, dear listener, for joining us in this chronicle. It's good to be back in the world of nightlife. If this is your first nightlife chronicle, be sure to check out some of our earlier material. 
visit our website at eorpodcast.com to find them all. I also want to thank my co-conspirator, Desiree. She was our behind-the-scenes storyteller for this chronicle, advising on plot twists, characters we could bring back, ideas we could put forth. It wouldn't have been the same chronicle without her invaluable input. As for the fate of Louis, Alonzo, the Pasadena High, Hunter Cell, Amy, and many more characters featured in this chronicle, those very well may be revealed in forthcoming duets. So stay tuned. And thanks again for listening.